This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back. This is Kelly and Company on AMI Audio with myself, Ramia Amadin, and Margaret Weldon here on a Thursday. And we've got our usual and typical Thursday lineup, along with some very special conversations um, where we get to know some initiatives happening across Canada, actually. So I'm looking forward to all of that. And if you want to take part in the conversations, you can do that by calling us 1-866-509-4545. You can leave us a voicemail there. And if you want us to play your message on air, please give us permission to do that. Also, feedback at ami.ca is our email address. And on Twitter, if you want to find us, uh, if you're still using Twitter, that is, you can check us out. The handle is at audio. On Thursdays, part of this lineup is some talk about audio entertainment or tech with Michael Fair. And last week, Michael, we started this tour of security features on iOS. And you gave us the basics on your iPhone, uh, things to consider. And today, you're telling us about some of the more advanced features to help us protect our information on the device and online, of course, because a lot of this stuff is now cloud-based. So why should people be using, let's start with this feature, the iCloud keychain? Yeah, the iCloud keychain is essentially uh, keeps all your sort of private information, your passwords. You can put your credit card number. Like It's part of iCloud keychain because it's part of uh, how you're paying Apple. So that's stored in there if you're using a credit card. Uh, and a lot of other information Uh, in the cloud. And what this does is it acts like a keychain. It logs you into different sites. So if you need your your password on a website, you can, instead of having to type it in every time, you can say, log in in using this account, you double tap on it, and it will then, you can touch the, uh, use your touch ID, use your face ID, and not have to type in the password. So it's a quick way of letting you in, and it's more secure because people won't see you typing in your password or anything. It'll just be there. So that's the idea of it, and it keeps all that information synced between all your devices. And that way, uh, you know, if, if you get a new device, if something happens to your iCloud, your iPhone, and you have to get a new one, uh, or you get an iPad or something, you can use that information that's already in the iCloud keychain, and it'll, it can just be sent to the new device, and you won't have to set it up all, you know, like enter it all again. So it can be very handy for that. So... Michael, then what is the big idea behind passkeys? So passkeys, this is something new. This is from Apple. They just came out with it with this iOS 16. And uh, essentially the idea is that instead of having passwords and using CAPTCHAs to get into sites, you would use your uh, your image, your, your face ID, or your, your finger, your fingerprint, uh, if you have touch ID, and that biometric proof that you're you would be sufficient. So there's, there'd be a code that's randomly generated when you create the pass key and, a, and a, another part of the code stored on the site or in the app that supports the, you know, the uh, pass key initiative. And that way, you, you don't know what that code is, so no one can force it out of you. And the, you know, there's no password to steal or anything like that. So it's, it's much more secure. 
and it's it's a new initiative. It's it's just uh, been announced, and uh, it's it's starting to to be used in in so far fairly rare places. But eventually, hopefully, it'll be uh, it'll be all over the place. I'm hoping. <laughs> Why is it still pretty rare, Mike, and and feeling like it's relatively new? Why haven't we encountered these in other places yet? Well, it's only been a little time since iOS 16 came out, which is when they really announced this. And now I it's see. kind of similar to what happened with Apple Pay. You know, when they brought out Apple Pay, the technology was there. It was using the near-field communication system in your phone to communicate with nearby pay terminals and things. But it took a while for banks... Uh, to feel safe enough about you know using the system to sort of roll it out, so it, it didn't appear everywhere at once. It took time. I maybe went through the first year before I actually started using uh, Apple Pay uh, out in the world. Uh, so it, this is going to be similar. It's going to be a time period where you know people aren't as sure about it. They're finding out about it. They're deciding whether to support it, and then sort of the mass will grow and people come, will come to realize, because this isn't just Apple. This is a lot of different people. Uh, Google is, is part of this. Uh, everyone in the tech, the big tech giants all want this to catch because it would be so much more secure and uh, it'll make hacking a lot harder. So uh, it, it'll take a while for it to catch on, but hopefully this will. And then we won't have to remember passwords and things. And everyone will just expect that convenience and that'll put more pressure on everyone else to support it and just sort of snowball. So then how can we make our iPhones ready uh, for pass keys? So basically uh, what has to happen, it, you, you can go into the uh, your settings, your, your name, your iCloud, and you, you turn on uh, the, uh, the feature. You have to be using iCloud Keychain, and you want to turn on the feature that says, you know, sync with uh, this uh, sync this iPhone with other devices. And that way, any of the pass keys that you create, either with your iPhone or other devices, will all be sent and stored in the cloud and on your devices themselves. So that makes it really secure and uh, you know, keeps everything updated and uh, you know, makes it so you're ready to just create them. If you want to delete them, you go into the password, uh, the area called in settings called passwords. In that area, you can find the pass keys. You'll be given an opportunity to name them when you create them, and you can always delete them in, in the passwords area if you ever need to do that. So you're still in ultimate control of that. That's interesting that that's a, an option to, to delete the pass keys, but uh, it makes sense, right? Because we're renewing and changing our app habits all the time. What can we control in the privacy and security area of settings? Let's go there. So, yeah, privacy and security, this is a really big, it's part of Apple's cornerstone of its brand now. They're supposed to be give you the control over all your information. And this is where, in this area of settings, you can uh, give apps permission to access or deny permission uh, even after you've given it at any time. You can change your mind about an app. You can see, you know, they can access the location, uh, your microphone, your camera, your contacts. Uh, there's a tracking feature where uh, that's about online tracking. Like if, if apps track you where you go between websites or things like that, uh, that's what the tracking area is all about. And you can have full control over that. Um, there's the camera, of course, the microphone, the networks that you're part of, uh, all of that kind of stuff. 
And uh, you can just go in and go through and go, okay, I, I, as long as you're happy with apps, give them permission because they need it to do their jobs. Uh, you know, if they can't access the data or the equipment in your phone, they can't help you. So, you know, think about before you deny an app permission, think about, you know, they might really need it, right? So weigh that up. But if you, if you don't trust an app anymore for whatever reason, you can deny it permission. So that area will show you what apps uh, have used what in the last while, what, what apps have requested permission to access all the information. So it gives you a complete control over that. What is the safety check feature app, Mike? This is a new thing that they just added, and I deeply applaud this. Basically, what it lets you do is you can go through and at any moment decide uh, that, you know, I'm not in a good situation. I don't trust the people I'm sharing my information with for whatever reason. You can, and this is for anyone like you know, women who are, uh, are maybe in abusive relationships, uh, people being stalked, something like that. Uh, in a situation like that, you can instantly choose to deny people access to all the information. Like if they maybe share your iCloud or you uh, have access to your, your location, if you're a couple uh, or something like that, you can just decide no, it's it's only going to be from this device uh, and I'm cutting everything off now. And there's a, a, re a reset uh, button that you can use to do a quick uh, an emergency reset. Uh, if you want to do, be more selective about what information you cut off, you can use the manage option to sort of go through more, in a more you know systematic way and, and cut off whatever information you no longer wish to share. Uh, there's a quick exit button if you if, if the person that might be you know you threatening you or whatever comes into the room, you don't want them seeing that you're doing that you're cutting them off, right? So you can quickly exit out of settings. It'll just kick you right out and save any changes you've made until that point. Uh. And then you can get to a safer location. So it's really set up to keep you as safe as possible. And uh, it's very simple to use. It guides you through the process, takes you through step by step. And uh, so if you're ever in that situation where someone might be using the information you're sharing from your iPhone to do you harm, you can cut them off. That applies to people, that applies to apps, that applies to devices. Interesting. I, I can really appreciate that uh, aspect of the quick exit button because it reminds me of other features from apps like being able to record without people know you're recording. Um, if you're stopped by the police, you know, th different things that you can implement to uh, record the conversation that that's going on without having anybody suspect you, yeah. right? These things are very important. They're minor details that weigh a lot, Mike. Yeah, and if, if you're into that situation, you could just use the emergency exit, uh, emergency reset button and just cut okay. off instantly so it doesn't share anything and then get to a safe location. And then when you're out of range, you can, you know, decide at a, at a more convenient and safe time what information to share. But just keep in mind, you know, yeah. people are going to notice if you, kept, if you cut them off, eventually they're going to notice that, right? So uh, do keep that in mind when you're making such mm -hmm. decisions. It's interesting because Apple gives you so much, like they give you so much freedom, so much av availability and ability to share all this information with everybody. But then now what's crucial is that they give you the opportunity to pull out when you're done, when you're when you're over exactly. it, when this isn't working out for you anymore. Yeah. And that's the importance about the privacy and security. So what's the app privacy report? 
So that is basically a feature that lets you see what apps have requested access to what you can go in there and see, okay, uh, the health app uh, asked, uh, accessed my information, you know, half an hour ago or things like that, or the watch app maybe accessed something. And it will show you the podcast app, maybe it checked and, and uh, accessed some things like location. The weather app, of course, is always looking to see conditions. And so you see all that, even the Apple's own apps. And you can go through the app privacy report and just see what networks uh, apps are being accessed, what domains are being accessed. So it really gives you a, a pretty good overview of what's happening in the background on your device. And then you can decide, you know, if you want to make changes in the rest of the privacy and security based on that report. If you, if you think something's not quite right, if you don't trust what an app is accessing, uh, you can, uh, you can end that, right? So it, it puts things in, in, in your control. The report is sort of a good overview. It's it, like to make changes, you have to go to the other areas in the app, uh, the, the privacy and security settings. But the report gives you that full, you know, top-down look at this is what's happening, right? And this is what apps are requesting information. So how is it possible to go overboard with the security features in these settings, Mike? Well, when you get these smartphones, you really have to be okay at some point with sharing information. That's how they do what they do. So if you're not okay with that, get a dumb phone and get a computer or something like that because <laughs> – you know, these, these devices do what they do to help you by accessing and sharing information with apps and with other things. Like I once had a conversation with someone who was trying to get home. He had didn't want Big Brother knowing where he was, so he disabled location services, which denied his GPS app the ability sure. to tell him where he was. So he couldn't find his way home, you know. And I said, look, you know, you have this GPS app. You should you know, keep location services on, but turn, you know, disallow the apps you don't want to like, be selective about it because the GPS app needs to know where you are in order to help you, you know? So there's things like that. You can, the health app needs access to the health information to give you any kind of sense of how you're doing. So there's all sorts of things like that in ways that if you're not careful, you can dis destroy the functionality of your phone by trying to be all totally Fort Knox with your information. So you, you don't want to mm -hmm. do that. Think, before you restrict you know, something, really think about, do, should I be doing this? Is it going to, like you can, if parents uh, sometimes have restricted the, the uh, to remove the internet, right? And that removes the web browser, Safari. Uh, you can do that. You can decide, I don't want anyone being able to use that app. Well, okay, but if you ever need it, and you can't remember the, the four-digit pin code you used to put yeah, in that exactly. restriction, you're up a creek. The so interesting thing is putting in that. restrictions and then not actually realizing where that's going to affect you later, like camera access, microphone access, cool, but now I can't use Ira for my access needs. Exactly. <laughs> Mike, yeah. we got to yeah. let you go, but thank you so much. <laughs> These are wonderful points. We got everywhere today. Yeah, well, you I, I can find have safe holidays. <laughs> thank you. You can find all of the options discussed today in the settings of your iPhone and similar options on other Apple products. Taking a break, and after that, we're checking in with Gardner Susan Kearney. This is Kelly and Company. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.